I mean, I'm not, I was never like suicidal, but just those, all those negative feelings mm-hmm. and pain, mm-hmm. not waking up sometimes, I felt like was better than getting out of yeah. hell. You were not alone, I'll support you through. You don't have to run, you can always overcome everything that you've been Welcome to Good Things from the Couch. I am your host, Elizabeth Davies. I am a mental health counselor and author. And today, I have a special guest with me, Michelle, who first saw me for counseling in 2012. Michelle, welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> when you fr- Now, can you believe it's already been nine years since, since you started counseling with me? It has been quite some time. That is for sure. It's... Um it makes me feel a little bit older, but, you know, I mean, time is good. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for um, being willing to come on the show and uh, share your story. Today, our topic is about hurt. When you very first started seeing me in 2012, you came into counseling to handle your anger, your rage, and deal with hurt better. Your other goal was to let go of guilt and learn how to forgive yourself for not being honest with your partner and to forgive him for not wanting to be with you as a partner. He wanted to be a dad with you. You had two young children. When you first started seeing me, you had a three-year-old and an eight-month-old and um, very difficult situation. And then you also, your other goal was to rebuild your self-esteem. And then your last goal was to learn how to accept things that you cannot change. (laughs) Um, there was a lot of goals. (laughs) There was a lot of goals. So, would you be... Not in a good place. (laughs) Right? Um, So, would you be willing to share with our audience a little bit about that when you very first came into counseling? What prompted you to come in and what was going on and and share about that? Well, I think, gosh, a couple of weeks prior to that, my partner at the time, uh, the father of my children... We had split. It had been a very rocky split. I had to leave. We were stationed um, in a different state, and so I came back to my home state and moved in with my mom, which was a difficult situation. I was older at the time. I wasn't like a young kid. I was late 20s with, you know, two daughters, and um, I had, you know, a baby, and then I had, like, and then a toddler, I guess that's yeah, three year old, a toddler at that point. And I had to start over. Um, I was, you know, just really going through some, I was not functional. I was just not functioning mm-hmm. as a good person. I was, my emotions and my hurt and my disappointment and all of these negative feelings were just kind of consuming me. I mean, I wasn't an abusive person, but I was definitely seeing how it's affecting me mm-hmm. in my everyday life, me as a mother, or causing me not to even want to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not to want to be a mom, or, I mean, not, just not involved. Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very disconnected. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't, I knew that I had to fix these things and it wasn't you know my partner couldn't fix it because if I went back with him we'd have the same issues 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, looking back now, I see these things, you know, in this perspective. If we were to get back together, it would not have made things better. It would have made things worse. Mm-hmm. There would have been, nothing would have been fixed. So I had to fix me, and I had to fix what was going on internally. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of work, mm-hmm. and that's why I came to see you. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can also let the audience know at the time when you had to move back to your home state with your mom, I remember you telling me back then that you didn't really feel like you felt like you had to earn your mom's love. You felt like she liked your brother or loved your brother and sister more than you. So it wasn't like you were moving home to a mom where you felt like, oh, it's so welcome. Thank goodness my daughter's home. No, that was horrible. That was was why, you know, it was difficult to move back uh, with my mom because there was a great deal of favoritism. I mean, mm-hmm. and so having to grow up, you know, 28 years of that, that's how old I was at the time, and then bringing my family, you know, my children and I back mm-hmm. to the situation, mm-hmm. it was just adding, it was just like another layer yes. of, of, of hurt yes. and anger yes. and resentment yes. and yeah. all these things that, you know, on top of my current situation, mm-hmm. um, I guess just a more sort of rejection and you know all these ugly feelings. So it was really, really difficult. Really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think difficult is not even the right word mm-hmm. because it was like difficult times ten. Yes, it was just you know. Not only did I have to deal with the situation, but I had to deal with a lot of past. Yes. Situation. Yes. And it all came to head. It was very yes. ugly. Yes. So now you're reeling from hurt from having to leave and move out on the on the father of your children, John, right? Yep. Who who that's yep. I remember so much hurt and the hurt was that why does he want to be a parent to our children but he doesn't want to be a partner to me and be a family right. with me, which is just so hurtful. And then you move home. It was. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and then you move home. Because what I wanted in life, what I was searching for, was a family. Yes. And to make a family. Yes. And, you know, John and I had kids um, unplanned, and we tried to make the right choice, which was to make a family. So I put all of my, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess, eggs in that basket, Mm -hmm. and when it didn't work out, Mm -hmm. it was like, well, why? Why doesn't it work? You know? Right. It was very, again, it's Mm -hmm. like putting more pain and effort yes. into something and then the rejection, which is what I was dealing with, you know, as a child. Yes. So yes. it was very much a replay yes. of scenarios. I was, I mean, dealing with all these things at a much older yes. age yes. with yes. now children yes. as a mom and mm-hmm. experiencing all of these extra pressures mm-hmm. and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was very... I don't know. I look, look back and I'm like, how did I survive? Mm-hmm. How did you get through that, right? You move from hurt yeah. in, in this relationship to, to again, having to face your childhood issues of feeling in an environment that isn't supportive, you know, that you had distant relationships oh, yeah. in your family, too. So you're not even moving into a supportive environment where you feel like you could really heal. No. So thank goodness. It's isolated feeling. I remember, what, like, moving back. And with my mom and laying in bed and like crying about it, and she goes, "Well, you know, if you want to go back, I'll just send you back." Yeah, I was like, yeah. I mean, it was, and then that was kind of like, okay, so we're still like mm-hmm. not. I'm still, I'm hurting from scenario A, mm-hmm. and then you know the current scenario mm-hmm. of what's going on, and then the environment that I was raised in, and the scenario that caused a lot of mm-hmm. the hurt. Mm-hmm. 
is still very, very real, very active. Yes. So again, it was very isolating. So mm-hmm. on top of all the anger, the hurt, the pain, the mourning, the disappointment, all those, that negative, mm-hmm. you, I now feel very isolated yeah. in my, you know, my home, if mm-hmm. you will. I remember you telling me, and I put this in quotes when I was looking through the chart before our podcast today, you said, I don't know how to handle hurt at all. I don't know if you remember saying I that don't. to me. Right. I did. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, I really, I mean, going back, I don't. I didn't. Right. I did. I definitely did not know. No. And I say don't because I'm thinking of who I was in that moment. Yes. You know, who yes. I remember this very vividly. Um, you, you just, you don't know. You don't know how to handle hurt. And no. what it comes out as, instead of saying, hey, I'm hurt. Yeah. This hurt my feelings. Yes. It comes out as, as, as anger. Yes. And it comes out as, as because you've been hurt so much that yeah. now yes. being hurt again is yes. just enriching. Because yes. at least for me and my life was, I was hurt and then I was told that my hurt feelings were wrong. Mm-hmm. Nope. You're just you're being over dramatic. Oh, you're just you're over exaggerating. Oh, you're just being dramatic. No, or you're overly sensitive. That was another thing. Mm-hmm. You're so overly sensitive mm-hmm. over it. You're gonna, you know. And so everything that I felt was just you know degraded, disrespected, downplayed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, no. What happened? You know, well, your brother, like for example, you know, your brother. I would tell my mom, hey. I would get in trouble for, like, I don't know, being a little sister and hitting my brother or whatever. Well, why'd you hit him? Because he was doing this. Well, that was wrong for you to react that way, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't wrong Mm -hmm. for his behavior. So when you're constantly told as a child Mm -hmm. or even as an adult, I guess, still, um, that your feelings are wrong Mm -hmm. and you should just get over it, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you're completely Mm -hmm. disrespected. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. your, your feelings become almost shameful Mm -hmm. and you have no Mm self-esteem. Like there's nobody Mm -hmm. building you up and saying, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, I can understand why that, that Mm -hmm. bothered you. Mm -hmm. You know, all Mm -hmm. you can't behave that way. That's absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. And the way you behave it, we got to teach you other ways, but you know, we got to also deal with the source, which you know, was the trigger to begin with was your brother was, you know, antagonizing you mm-hmm. and nobody mm-hmm. dealt with that. Right. So right. when you grow up with constantly being antagonized mm-hmm. and then told that you're wrong for your reaction, mm-hmm. you know, being hurt later in life in whatever way is just, it's not in your concept of understanding. Right. You don't, you go to instant defense mode. Yes. You go to instant, um, you know, you want to defend yourself. This mm-hmm. is why this is. This is why it's not. It's not processed well, and yeah. that's you know yeah. what I was dealing with. Yeah, and more anger and rage. And don't you think sometimes parents tell kids like, "Oh, you're overreacting," because honestly, parents don't know how to deal with deep hurt either. Like, not only do your children not know how to deal with deep hurt, but sometimes parents don't know what to do with it when someone's deeply hurt. And so today is a great. Right opportunity to talk about how do we deal with deep hurt without a taking our hurt out on others you you know how you've probably heard that statement like hurting people hurt other people which just basically means if there's hurt inside of me then i'm going to turn around like you said with anger or rage right one of the there's two there's two reasons we have anger one hurt unjust feeling 
two, being treated unfairly, and two, control. Like we're not able to control situation or people. It didn't go the way we think is the right way for it to go. So if you have a control issue, you're going to have an anger issue. And if you've been hurt, it's likely to have an anger issue. So then here you come into the relationship and now you're trying to co-parent with John, the father of your children, and you're trying to co-parent with someone who has deeply, deeply hurt you and isn't gonna validate that they've hurt you. And now, yep. now more anger comes out and more rage and more hurt comes out. And then now you're in this snowball effect of more hurt hurting him because you're hurt him hurting you. And then here we go into this huge cycle of hurt and hurting more and hurting more. So Right, the, and then that trickles down to your children. Yes, and they, yes start to yes. Yes. see things and you know I I guess like you know just a little backup I had left you know my family and the state that I'm from um, and got away from it so when I came back and being separated from all the stuff mm-hmm. I really saw even more I guess I don't say validated my original feelings about my my mom or dad or um so now, so now I was, you know, an older adult with two children, um, taking my life experiences, even before therapy, and trying to, you know, make sure I didn't treat my daughters the way that I was treated, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. my siblings, mm-hmm. and then being forced to, you know, be confronted or, or seeing it again, you know, I, I, yeah, there is a lot of anger and a lot of hurt, and it really opens your eyes if you're willing to, to allow those, I guess, I don't know, I find from, you know, God or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so when you when we started, when, you know, John and I split, and I started seeing patterns, and I started recognizing things that I didn't like, or I was able, more aware, because mm-hmm. I wanted to be a better mom, mm-hmm. and a better, have better relationships with my children, and then having better relationships um, than I had with my siblings. I need to fix this, and I don't know how to fix this on my own. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's all these really painful, painful, painful um, feelings right now, and it's causing me to not be a very um, highly functional person. So, mm-hmm. I need help. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the patterns, and eventually, I feel like when you're ready, or when you're hurt, I don't know. Maybe I was just hurt enough and ready to come get help. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I I just recognize that this was just really. All the anger, the patterns, the bad behavior, the toxic behavior, the the toxic communication with my ex and I at the time, and just how mm-hmm. ugly it was. And then my three year old would hear that, mm-hmm. and then I would just look on her face, and it was like, oh, this is so 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 bad. This mm-hmm. just makes everything even more heartbreaking. Yes. Now yes. there's yeah. children involved, but don't have control because they're kids and the yeah. parents. And have the control are messing everything up. They're not in control. <laughs> no. So let's talk about now, nine years later. Okay, you're still, now your kids are nine years older, right? They're 11 and mm-hmm. nine? Nine. Okay. Yep, 11 years old, years old to nine. And and your and your and the father of your children has now moved to the state that you're in to co-parent because that's another thing. A lot of people go through this, right? Our audience knows this. Where they're in a situation, whether it's through divorce or a split up or a breakup of family, now they still have to co-parent. So you still have to be in yeah, a relationship you have to with this co-parent with people that you don't like necessarily. Right, or that deeply hurt you, or that you don't feel loved by. Right. Or appreciated or right. respected. That was another thing. The respect and the appreciation was was definitely lacking yep. and you know in my particular situation as you know like I was 
he was living out of state and I was living in state. So I was doing everything and he was not there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the communication would be so disrespectful and so unappreciative and so just, Mm -hmm. just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it was not, I mean, it's, it was just so ugly. That's Mm -hmm. really the only way Mm -hmm. that I, it was just an ugly, ugly, ugly on both sides, not just him. Right. I mean, as well, because I was so angry, and of course he was angry at me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, it was just, it was very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like I say these words, I'm like, tough does not really describe it. But Overwhelming, tough. right? Overwhelming to the point. It was almost unbearable. Yeah. There were times yeah. that, I mean, and this is just to say, you know, nine years ago, where I would, like, wake up in the morning and be like, you know, if I didn't wake up today, I would be okay. Like, I'd be sad. I was sad. But at the same time, like, the pain, the in- internal pain was so bad mm-hmm. that if not waking up, like, I knew my daughters had a father that was functional and capable. I mean, I'm not, I was never, like, suicidal, but just those, all those negative feelings mm-hmm. and pain, mm-hmm. not waking up sometimes, I felt like was better than getting up yeah. showering. If I didn't wake up today, like, would that be better for the girls? Mm-hmm. Would that be better for mm-hmm. everybody involved? Mm-hmm. Getting the kids right. to daycare, right. me getting to work, trying to function, trying to do my job, yeah. come home, be a mom, and then do it all over again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was nine years ago. With very little support, by the way. Very, very little to know. And actually, my mom, if you remember correctly, my mom and I got into a huge fight over my little sister at the time. Mm-hmm. And she kicked us out. Yeah. And, like, and now you had to go live with your dad, who was an alcoholic yeah, at the time. Whole, yep, that was housing my drug addict brother. Right. Just who, you know, and so it was just, I mean, I literally, and then, you know, John and I were in the middle of a custody battle. So it was like, I was just getting hit from all sides yes, every yes, way. Yes, yes, Um so Moving from like one bad situation to a worse situation. It's just yeah, it was just like the kids, and I mean, honestly, like again, it was like okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't feel anything anymore. So yeah, maybe that would be. I mean, not that I ever had any suicidal tendencies or any type of like plans. That was never, ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. But like, if I just, you know, what I mean, like that was just how bad yes. it was yes. to the audience, like an understanding. Yes. Of, Yes. This, you yes. know, things can get really, really yes. bad, but yes. they can also get really, 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 really good. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that for a minute of what the catalyst yeah. was while you were in counseling with me. And I was definitely trying to support you. I could hear your oh, yeah. hurt and I could understand why you were hurt because I could, oh, yeah. I could imagine what it would feel like to, like you said, sacrifice your life for someone to have a family. And then they say, well, I want to be a father over here to the kids, but I don't want anything to do with being a partner with you. Yeah. And then you start yeah. to think that thought, like, what's wrong with me? Why can you love them and not love me? Same like when we talked, I, I wrote a... Huh? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I wrote a note about that, right? Childhood wound. Why doesn't mom love me, but she loves my siblings? Why doesn't John love me, but he loves my girls? Right? And that's what it played out to. And that's what it played out to. It was definitely, like, um, I think even before I started seeing you, I was, like, trying to read self-help and all this stuff, you know, all these things. And, um, you know, John had 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 another daughter from a previous relationship, and, the favoritism and just like a lot of things I was like pinpointing almost mm-hmm. characterizing like okay John is my mom um you know his daughter is my older brother like you know there's so many things that I was like 
and if the behavior of it is, is really starting to make sense that I had taken pain from my childhood that yeah. I probably buried deep down inside or mm-hmm. just really, mm-hmm. I guess, I don't say accepted because I never, I still don't accept it. Like, it's just, I, I just, pain, the scenario that I had lived with mm-hmm. became my adult. And yes. I was yes. trying to get away from it. Like, yes. I left the house. Yes. I left home. Yes. I moved out when I was 18. Like, I was really, but I kept falling into it. Yes, because so, we can't really leave ourselves. What we come with no. inside of ourselves goes to the next relationship, which is true what you're yep. saying. We literally go ahead and we marry what's familial or we get in a relationship that's familiar, or from, which means like the same pain I experienced in my childhood, that same dynamic. Now I picked yeah. a partner and now I'm reliving the same, similar dynamics in an adult relationship because you bring yourself everywhere you go. Running away to another state, you know, avoiding your parents, all this isn't going to make it go away because then it's just going to, it all comes up inside of you until it's healed. So how do we heal? This is the big question for today. Yeah. How do we heal from hurt? How did we heal that hurt? How did you heal a lot of that hurt? We had to do inner child therapy. Yes. Um, which was nothing. I was, I was like never I mean I never heard about that at all and then when he talked and I talked about it together I was like okay we'll try it I think at the time I thought it was kind of crazy but I was so desperate I'm like I'll do whatever whatever (laughs) we'll fix this so we did inner child therapy I still have the book I still have the book I still have all of it like the journaling and you know you you journal with I know this like to the audience like you journal with your left hand. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm, I like do. I was writing with my non-dominant hand, so mm-hmm. it's more childlike, and, mm-hmm. and then healing, and then um, really becoming who, if I'm saying this correctly, or if I'm not, correct me, but from, again, this was nine years ago, you become the parent yep. to your inner child. That's right. And That's right. Yes. And I still use those techniques today because pain doesn't I mean it's like I don't know like the pain is gone but the scar is there right so when things start to get weird again I'm like no 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 no, Kristen like you don't satisfy and we know what this is we recognize what this is and we handle it you know we've gone it's, it's handled so I get to parent myself and yes. when my inner child is yes wounded or yes. starts to feel triggered or whatever the issues and I don't know if triggered is the right word. But not loved, right? That was the trigger, not feeling loved yeah. or liked. Why not do they why does my mom not feeling validated? Yes, yes. Not feeling yes. respected, yes. not feeling yes. appreciated. All those things that every child needs. Yes. Every child needs. And I know this now having older children, um or I guess not older, but they are now not eight months and three. They're much older to where they can verbalize yes. these things and yes. I see how giving them all these gifts um, have have molded them to who they are compared to where I was at their age. Yes. Um, you know, but I, I do, like, in, in relationships, even as an adult, if, if whether, you know, it's an intimate relationship, a friendship, my relationship with my parents, my siblings, mm-hmm. you know, there's strong boundaries because I have to parent my inner child because they did not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so now I don't allow that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I see it, I set a boundary and I'm a boundary is disrespectful. And I, you know, kind of break away from that. I just kind of keep my distance because you, you have to, um, I want to choose to be healthy. I don't want to be angry and I don't right. want to be 
any of these negative feelings. I've already been there. I've already done that. Yes. And so the best way for me to heal from that was to not only, I want to say, accept and what happened, but then start to forgive yes. these, yes. the pain. Because yes. that's a major important part is yes. that in, in the healing to get through it all, <laughs> yes, that was housing my drug addict brother right just who you know and so it was just i mean i literally and then you know john and i were in the middle of a custody battle so it was like i was just getting hit from all yes and i we woke up every day and i had to say to myself as disgruntled as first as i was about doing this but i unconditionally gave yeah oh crap Right. You unconditionally forgive John for everything he said and did to you. So that's a good thing. And maybe we should let the audience know. It sounds like you described it pretty well. But inner child work, which is a lot of things people haven't heard of, is like, I would remember I would say to you, okay, Michelle, I want you to get out all these pictures of yourself when you were a little girl, when you were three, four, five, when mm-hmm. you when your mom wasn't, when you felt unloved, and you, the adult you, is going to say to the picture of this little child of yourself, I unconditionally love you. I'm sorry your mommy didn't, you know, love you like your siblings, I'm sorry your mommy, you felt like you had to earn your mommy's love, and you're going to say everything to these pictures of yourself that you really wanted to hear from that parent so that you heal that relationship, and it's almost like now you become, like you said, the mother, the loving mother, meeting all the needs that the little wounded child didn't get met, and now you're the protector, since your mom didn't protect you, now you're the person that sets up boundaries when other people disrespect you, since your mom didn't set boundaries for, you know, so it's like you become that person, which does a lot of healing and then the second component in healing hurt is exactly what you said we have to be willing to forgive not because the person deserves forgiveness okay and this is key so many times we don't forgive because what happened to us was wrong it wasn't right what they did to us it wasn't okay it wasn't just okay so we don't forgive people because they deserve forgiveness we forgive people because we don't want to hold the hurt because as long as we're holding the hurt we're going to be prone to like you said the depression the non-functioning but even bigger than that when we have hurt inside of us we're going to turn around and hurt our children hurt our partner hurt our parent hurt our best all these relationships we're in we're just going to project that hurt out onto them and damage even more relationships Right, and it is very evident. Especially, oh yeah, absolutely. And that was, oh yeah. I remember the picture. I when you talked about the picture thing, I remember sitting in at the time my dad's backyard because I, you know, kicked out of my mom's house because of things. Um, but I remember going through these pictures and looking at it, and I just sobbed like a little girl. Yeah, I, I sobbed yeah. like my little inner child came out, and I was crying so. And it wasn't just like, I mean, it was like ugly cry times a hundred and not going everywhere and all the grossness. And I felt so relieved because finally, finally, I felt like, okay, like, guess what? I love me. You know, start to to give yourself what you need. And for so long, you were looking for other things. And then once you get, once I got there, I was able, I was more willing to forgive because as I started to feel better about internally, I really, like, the anger started going away, the hurt yes. started going away. Like, it's still yes. there. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it was at a different dynamic. And yeah. so then the forgiveness part, like, you have to forgive. Like, yes, you were wrong. Yes, it wasn't fair. Yes, it was messed up. And you're clearly, you were damaged by it. But at the same time, carrying around all that and being unforgiving is 
what's part of the problem. Yes. But again, a lot yes. of people I don't think understand or even know how to forgive. That's right. And I definitely didn't. I did not know how to forgive. I right. did not know because nobody taught me how to forgive. And so as an adult, I did not know. So not only did I have to do the inner self therapy, then I had to learn forgiveness. Yes. Not just forgiveness, but unconditional forgiveness, which is even, to me, I was like looking at you like, what? I have to, I'm, are you, what do you mean? There's no conditions on this? No, absolutely not. And right. I was like, um, I just remember like, no, that's not how this works, but right. it is, but it is how this works. It is how it works if you want to heal. It is how it works if you want to heal. Right. And, the, and, and to let the audience know, like you said, a lot of us don't know how to forgive. Okay. And everyone I've ever given the inner child work to, because like most people have had hurt, like, like you and I said before, before they ever leave their childhood and become an adult, they have hurt in their home, whether they're physically abused, emotionally abused, abandoned through a divorce, neglected, addictions, all the different reasons children don't get their needs met. But you're right. I taught you how every time you have that thought of all the terrible things John said to you, did to you, not feeling loved by him, I want you to say to that thought, I unconditionally forgive John for not loving me. I unconditionally forgive John for... Or my mother. Yes. Yes. Yeah, or my mother. My yeah. mom, which was probably yeah. one of the main, was, I want to, you know, one of the, obviously the main causes. Yeah. So it does. It's very, it is. So you, you and again, and I mean, pain is difficult because pain comes out in so many different ways. It yes. comes out in depression. It comes out in, in rage. It comes out in and just anger that comes out in negative relationships. But pain is very, from what I experience, very much, um, you know, like a, 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 it morphs into whatever, into many different things. So you have to really want, I mean, the healing part comes, you know, it's an, an amazing situation. Like, I mean, being so far past that now, nine years later, it was worth every single, you know, tough day that I had to go through to heal. Um, but healing and learning these things are so important because as you continue, as you, you know, live your life, you revisit situations that are very similar. Yes. And so now when I experience those situations or, you know, those people that they've chosen not to change, I don't get wrapped up into the same cycle. Right. Of right. I get to, now that I'm healed, and now that I have forgiven, and now that I have um, made very clear boundaries for me, I get to live my life without carrying all that anger, rage, yes. depression, yes. toxic behavior, toxic interaction. I don't do that anymore. I literally do not do that. If you do not want to set my boundaries, because, or other if you don't want to respect the boundaries that I've set because I need to keep myself safe or whatever, Guess what? We just don't engage in a way to where you get the chance to violate those. Right. And that's very powerful. And that's very, very powerful. Teach you and a child, yourself, your mental, your spiritual, your emotional um, health. Yes. Um, you know, yes. maintained at a higher level. Yes. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And I remember you saying to me. So after the healing, I remember you saying to me, it doesn't matter if John hurts me again because I'm just going to turn around and forgive him. And I remember thinking at that moment, wow, she has it mastered. Okay? Which leads... Well, we do. And I mean, nine years later, John and I are really, really good friends. Um, now, when our daughters are doing whatever, you know, sport or school activity, we show up, we cheer them on. And also, when they don't, you know, aren't doing the right thing, I'm like, hey, guess what? I got a guy came down into this and we co-parent like 
there's no um, like a united front. We That's are very awesome. much on the same page. Awesome. If there is an issue, I mean, don't get me wrong. We have had our disagreements, and we have sometimes gotten into a little scuffle, but we don't let that break us. We mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. fix that. And we apologize if we need to apologize for whatever, mm-hmm. and we move on. Mm-hmm. We don't. It's not. It's not. I mean. I mean. It's as perfect as it's going to get. I guess mm-hmm. because I mean, no one's ever. I want to say like no relationship is ever like perfect. Right. But right. yeah. But I mean, he still aggravates me at times because of whatever reason. But I mean, it's small things. It's right. like right. you know, it's small things. It's very, very small things in the grand scheme of raising children mm-hmm. and two separate mm-hmm. homes and trying to maintain mm-hmm. healthy co-parenting. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would say that, like, we genuinely respect each other, like each other as people, feel that we're, you know, friends to each other, and kind of freak our kids out because we know we can't play us. Like, there is no drama between our homes. Isn't that amazing that it's come to that? Did you ever think in yeah. 2012 that nine years later you'd be great friends, getting along fine, and all the no, hurt I would be gone? I thought he was just going to disappear. <laughs> I thought he was just going to disappear. Like, I was hoping he would just disappear and I would just be the single mom for life. I mean, that's literally, like, as angry. It was much easier for him just to go away. Yeah. Because if he was gone, then maybe my anger would be gone. Yeah. Maybe the pain would be gone if right. he was gone, but that was not the case. Um, which I'm glad he wasn't. Like, I'm glad I'm very right. Because your kids are better off with their dad in their life, right? Your kids are. Yeah, they are. I don't yes. want them. Yeah. I don't want them to have issues with um, me or, or him or, you know, you hear about the, oh, he, she has daddy issues. Like, I don't want that. Right. Um, right. But I want my children to have a very healthy relationship with their dad. Mm-hmm. I want them to have a very healthy relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And the only way that that was going to happen was for us to have a healthy co-parenting relationship because... Our relationship plays a major role in our children's minds. Absolutely. And unfortunately, children don't understand if it's toxic until they're grown-up adults that have their own toxic issues and the damage is done. That's true. That's true. So... Yeah. So now your children get to be now just like you were in your family and you didn't feel loved and you left that relationship and went out of state and then relived it with another partner because it wasn't healed. Now your children get a different childhood because you've healed your all your hurt and now you do co-parent in a healthy way with their father. So now they get to learn and have role model to them what a healthy relationship is and how to feel loved by both parents, which is just awesome because now that's going to be their dynamic. You know that they're going to attract. They, yeah, exactly, and they do. And I mean, like, I have a current partner, um, and you know, he and John are actually really good friends. Um, they text each other, they talk when I'm busy. They figure out the stuff with the kids, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, what's going on? I mean, and so my two, you know, our daughters have two men that mm-hmm. get to show them healthy relationships and healthy co-parenting mm-hmm. and what two dads mm-hmm. are supposed to look like and, you know, and how they're supposed to act. And, I mean, so they really have three mm-hmm. parents total um, that are very much involved, but we all very well get along. I mean, again, if anyone's getting mad at anybody or not mad, but, like, if it's, you know, John and I are the, you know, ones that, but we handle it. We handle yeah. it. and. Yeah. The children see that, like, okay, mom and dad got, but we're they're fine, and then we're back on track. It's mm-hmm. not anger, rage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and just crazy 
mean, vomit, you know, throwing names at each other. Mm-hmm. It's just it's none of that. None mm-hmm. of that stuff. I mean, we have very, very respectful, mm-hmm. and we appreciate each other. We mm-hmm. very much appreciate each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and all of that happened. Dad. And all of that happened because of healing the pain. And then the third part yeah. I want to bring up about healing pain. One, like you said, inner child work to heal that. Two, radical forgiveness, unconditional forgiveness every time you have the thought of all yep. that they've done wrong. The third thing, which is key, is what heals all emotional pain is learning how to unconditionally love yourself instead of expecting John to love you, instead of expecting your mom to love you, instead of expecting other people to love you. You're saying, regardless if these people who I think should love me don't, I am going to learn how to unconditionally love myself. Right, And that also builds the self-esteem. So many times, and I know many listeners are relating to this, so many times we get into relationships and we expect our partner to love us. Or we grow up in a home and we just expect our parents to love us. Or we expect our siblings to love us. Okay, And, and we aren't the source of love and so that doesn't happen all the time. We all know this. There's many, many clients I've worked with who didn't feel loved by their parents. They didn't feel loved by their partners. They d- sometimes don't even feel loved by their adult children. And so then the key is how do I turn around and learn how to unconditionally love myself so even if people don't love me back, I don't feel devastated by it and my self-esteem isn't damaged from it. Yes, that was another thing. And I feel like when I learned that, I became able to walk into a, 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 well, A, I was able to love myself and then be healthier in every relationship, whether it's a friendship, mm-hmm. whether it's work, mm-hmm. and then intimate relationships. Like, I, there's a lot of relationships that I, well, not a lot, let me take that back. Um, there's many relationships that I had, you know, engaged in, maybe just for a month or two or three or whatever, and then I was like, oh, wait, you're just not, this is not good for me. So instead of, because I loved myself, I knew what I wanted, what I needed, I loved myself, and so when the you know, person wasn't doing what I needed or beating my needs or respecting boundaries. I didn't try to do things to win them to mm-hmm. do those things. Like, I think that's what women mm-hmm. or women or men or yes. whoever, they don't love me and I want them to love me because if they change, they'll love me it's because they love me. Yes. It's the ultimate, you know, right. I guess, you know, um, uh, uh, I guess. Well, it's like a delusion almost. For me. Right? Isn't yeah. it? That we think that, oh, if they really love me, they'll change. Or if I change, maybe they'll really love me. And it's like, no, yeah. we're not the source of love. So that's not going to yeah. happen. They're going to be themselves. You're no. going to be yourself. And if you want to change, you can change individually. So what did you learn on how to love yourself? Let the audience know because you can say, oh, how do you love yourself? And so many people struggle with this. We know this. So many oh, people oh, struggle with I low have... self esteem. How do we learn how to love ourselves unconditionally? How do you learn? Okay, well, I mean, how do you learn? Well, you have to be forgiving. You have to have grace for yourself. You have to do, how I picture this, and this is obviously from working with you, is that um, doing inner child work, I learned what I needed. Mm -hmm. I needed to feel accepted. I needed to accept myself. I needed to feel forgiveness. I needed Mm -hmm. to forgive myself. I needed to feel that, you know, my feelings... um, were respected yes. so I had to respect my own feelings yes. a lot of people violate those things yes. Um, yes. of themselves and that causes obvi- you know, obviously it causes issues um, so all of the things that I was trying to get from other people mm-hmm. okay if he you know, if he loves me he'll respect his boundary no no I love me I respect that boundary if you don't then you're done like setting those mm-hmm. particular mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. parameters and then just 
self-care. Like, I yes. remember I did everything for everybody and did not do anything for myself. Yes. Um, just little things like self-care were where I felt a little rejuvenated. I mean, whether I was just, like, going to the gym or getting my nails done or mm-hmm. buying an outfit. I mean, yes. I was so felt so guilty for doing those things because it wasn't about other people. Right. I mean, I really grew up in a in a in a in a home where you know it was I, I mean again my mom I remember um like helping I helped my best friend at the time her mother was has like crippling arthritis and I like did the floors for her and I remember telling my mom like yeah mom I helped you know so and so's floors like it's been like a couple of weeks and she was gonna goes well why don't you do that for me mm-hmm. and it was like and so, you know, anything that I did for anybody else or for myself and that I felt good about became, like, guilt. I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. So I had to really, as an adult, change those, those that thought process and mm-hmm. changing your thought process um, so that you, you feel good. You kind of you're not looking to other... You feel good. And you're not looking yeah. to other people to validate that what you did was no. good and kind. You, you know, know in yourself... I good. Yes, I felt good. Yes, yes, I know what yes. I did was good. I yes. felt good. And yes. you can't... You don't have the power to take that away. Like, yes. Again, yes. I would do things and I would say, you know, expect for somebody else to be proud of mm-hmm. it. And then when mm-hmm. that wasn't happen, I was like, well, no, but I'm proud of it. Good. So just recognizing yes. yourself and like you don't need... And that's a hard... Again, that's a hard lesson to learn and yes. I hope I'm, you know, presenting it well. Yes, but, yes. Um yes. you know, now I'm kind of have that I guess I don't want to say don't give, you know, a crap attitude, but I really well I did this. Well why? I don't know. I mean like I'm not I just I do what I know is right for me, yes. for my loved ones, for my yes. children, for yes. my family and whomever has issues with that, that is again, that's their feelings. Yes. I'm not responsible for right. their feelings. I'm not responsible, and I'm sure as heck not looking for the you know being praised or right. you know this is it's about being self reliant. Yes, that, yes, that, makes sense. that is, and that's the key word, self reliant. Do you remember me asking you during our counseling sessions when we were rebuilding the self esteem, and I was trying to teach you how to love yourself? Say ten things you like about yourself and six things you do well. Oh. <laughs> so with that. I actually do that with my my daughters. I love it. Do that when they're having a bad day. We do five things because ten things becomes weird with little kids. Right, right. It's like oh, you know, like it's like I and I want and now that my my oldest one is um, a preteen and we've got a hormone, so I'm like okay, like stop for a minute, let's breathe and let's think about five things and like let's come back. You know, I give. I want her to be having. I, I want them both, and I. Um, to have skills that are going to yes. keep them yes. and uh, help them throughout life because I didn't yes. have those skills. And honestly, I don't think a lot of parents had those skills. No. So when I was growing up, no. they didn't know. And then no. me, and then I sure as heck didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. I feel like I have, I don't want to say a wealth of knowledge, but just a lot more tools in my bag to yes. give my you know, daughters as yes. healthy yes. role models and healthy ways of living. And okay, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just instead of you know, it's really easy to go negative. I think mm-hmm. with this world, it's very easy to go negative, especially with what's going on yes. in the last year and a half. Yes. And so it is. Find tell me five happy things, and let's focus on that because mm-hmm. that's what's going to get you mm-hmm. to your perspective change, your cognitive yes. 
It's going to keep you mentally healthy, mentally uplifted, maintain peace yeah, of mind, seriously. keep you free of hate, keep you free of anger, right? You teach them forgiveness to keep them free of anger and hate. You teach them how to love themselves and look for the good in themselves to keep their self-esteem boosted, right? Yep, you yeah, teach them harmony in the relationships. Yep, and it all comes from your, you know, the way you're, you think. And yes. unfortunately at yes. the time, I was, you know, I don't want them, because of where I was, I don't want them. Uh, nobody wants that for their kids. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's, um, yeah, so we do, we do the 10 things. I got that from you. We do the five things with, or I do the five things with them. Sometimes it's a little bit more overseas because when you're in a bad mood, you don't think about five happy no. things. And then, you know. But, hey, by the time we talk about it, guess what? Their mindset has changed. The yeah. attitude changed. Yeah. And yeah. we can have a discussion yeah. about, you know, whatever was bothering them on a different level. Yeah. And that's yeah. important. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's awesome. So. It's awesome. And all those. And, and finding the self-esteem, which is really interesting, is that I'm doing things now, nine years later, that I definitely didn't think I was going to be able to accomplish you know, nine years ago or five years ago. I mean, the more that I took what we, what I learned and what we worked on and I just, um, you know, like I think when you and I stopped seeing each other, I had like a pretty good basis, but mm -hmm. I took all of those tools mm -hmm. and I just built off of it. And now like I'm graduating nursing school in August. Awesome. And I, you know, awesome. I'm going to start my own. There's all these things that I'm going to be doing yes. and I see it happening yes. and it's very much, you know, nine years ago, Michelle was not going to, wouldn't, wouldn't have even no. been able to, no. you know, take a foot step in those directions. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's all from self-esteem too, don't you think, Michelle? Like you said, once you start loving yourself and once you start realizing like all your good qualities and all the things you're capable of, then you do things that manifest that. Like you said, healthier relationships. Yeah. You went and bought your own car. I remember you the first time you had that goal to go buy your own car. When you first came to me, you're like, look, I just want to get through today and wake up and just get through today and be a mom. You know, and yeah. then the more you love yourself, the more self-esteem you get, the more you use these skills and strategies. Next thing you know, you have a car. Next thing you know, you're working hard and you're being successful at your work because your relationships are better. And now you, with that job, now you buy a townhouse. Next thing you know, you know, now you're in another healthy relationship and now you're graduating from nursing school and all the things you think in 2012, you just can't even imagine. You just want to get through that day. You know, these are all the benefits that happen from gaining the self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I met, when I started seeing you, it was like, okay, get through the day. And then it was like, I remember telling, because, you know, when we left, I literally left with the two kids, two suitcases of stuff and like $2,000 into my name. Like, mm -hmm. and I was starting completely over in a different state, no job, no, right. not even a job perspective. Right. And I, you know, got a really good job and uh, mm -hmm. was working there. And then I got like an even better job with like yeah. making more money. Like all these things started happening. Yes. Yes. And then I remember like I got a, yeah, I got my car yeah. I told my you know the, my kids I was like we're gonna get a car a new home and then I'm gonna buy you a puppy and I did all those things I mean all those <laughs> so things awesome. happened yeah so and, awesome and you know John and I started having communication issues, you know I mean just all the things that was going on um, I started having I don't want to say the best communication but I started setting boundaries with John on communication mm -hmm. so it started to get better mm -hmm. I was getting wrapped into the because I didn't feel the need to because when my self-esteem was starting to get better, I didn't feel the need that I had to, and I started loving myself. Let me, yes. I started loving myself. I started feeling good about myself. I started dealing with all the pain of the past and even with John that I didn't feel the need to engage yes. in the way before. Like right. I just, because right. I wasn't angry, I wasn't mad. I just, I could stop 
the conversation or set the boundaries yeah. and then not engage. Yes. Um, yeah. Because I wasn't, I didn't need to validate my, I didn't need him to validate right. me, I validated me. So like, That's I don't need to talk key. to you and get your validation. I don't need to talk to you and get your respect. I don't right. need to talk to you to try to get your love. I love, I respect, I validate myself. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. negative, mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. stopped. And That's the really, key. Oh, yes. And all, and, and, and but that works with, even with my mom. It yes. works with all my relationships yes. to this day. Yes. To this day. It's I love still, it. It's set in stone. Um. And it's I love an it. amazing thing because I get to model that for my kids now. Yes. And they get to have yes. the same boundaries and hopefully be healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. Wow. I just, I always love to, it's so awesome to reconnect with you and just hear the journey of, uh, from 2012 to nine years later, all of the amazing progress that you have made and, and the skills that you learn. And thank you for sharing with our audience too, so that they learn, because honestly, everyone in life, if you live long enough, probably before you even become an adult, will deal with hurt. And so that is so key. How do we heal from hurt, right? How do we heal from it so we don't continue to hurt other people and we don't continue this pattern over and over? And remember, do you remember me mentioning the word to you, damage control? The first thing you have to do is you have to stop, stop the hurt. Oh God, I think that was like the first three months, like not even. I just remember being like, okay, like you would just look, the look on your face when you said it and then when it starts resonating, I'm like, I know we have damage control. Like, I, been, like, I think I came to you on one session when it finally started because I was seeing you weekly, um, you know, very, very weekly. I remember I came in and was like, okay, there's some damage control and the look on your face was like, okay, well, I think you were just surprised that like I had admitted it, like I knew. Yeah what I had done, like I yeah. recognized yeah. my own behavior. Like I yeah. I think it was like, oh, okay, so like we're making progress. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. A lot of damage control. I still we still use um I call them Elizabeth phrases. We still <laughs> use I still use them. So um Yeah. And damage control for the audience means like Kind of like what you're saying. If you're continuing this pattern, like with John, like you were super hurt, you would say mean words, then he would be reactive and say mean words, and here you are in this, da- and you're continuing to damage the relationship, damage the respect, damage the communication. Damage control just basically means when he starts and says something mean, this is where you stop and you either hang up the phone, walk away, take a break, and so that you, so that mean words don't keep coming out of your mouth. And I remember many times you come into counseling and you say, really, what I need to learn is to just to manage my mouth. I just, if I could just, you know, like almost if we imagine, if I could just put tape over my mouth sometimes when this person who has deeply hurt me is talking, or else I could just remove myself and walk away or hang up the phone, that is what damage control is, right? And it just reminds me of that proverb that says, uh, he who can manage his tongue is better than he who can take a city, which goes to show you how many of us who has never been in that situation where you're like, oops, I shouldn't have said that. Oops, I wish I didn't yell. Oops. I wish I would have walked away or hung up the phone then, right? Because now you have more hurt and more hurt to deal with. And so um, that's another thing is you being so aware. You were so delightful to work with, honestly, Michelle. Super smart, learned stuff quickly, um, got it quickly, put it into practice quickly. And then it's just so amazing to see how nine years later, you're living your best life. You're in a, you're in a healthy relationship. Your kids are thriving. You, oh, yeah. you, you're Pretty doing serious. great. Yeah. You're you're getting married. Congratulations uh, with that. Thank you. Um, and, I mean, and my daughters are doing amazing in school and friendships. I mean, they just they're they're really 
I mean, they're normal kids, but they're not. We we just I see other children, and it breaks my heart where yes. they're they're yeah. you know their parents are kind of going through the same thing, and there's yeah. definitely like. They didn't have to go through that. They're right. not living with it, and it, it does. It makes I'm so grateful for that because I love my children. I yes. love my my children very yes. much, and yes. um, being a good mom because I didn't have that was so important. Yes. And I wasn't really able to be a great mom until having to deal with all that. Like mm-hmm. they don't have to carry or deal with my burden. Yeah, our kids too, right? I mean, if I'm and hurt and, and, and unintentional. Yes, unintentional, totally unintentional. We don't mean to hurt people we love with our words, but the thing is, if hurt is inside of us, then it's going to come out of us and hurt more people. So, so awesome. Thank you again. It was so wonderful to reconnect. Thank you for taking time to share your story with me and your success. I appreciate it. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Good Things from the Couch, where we realize we are not alone in our emotional struggles and that we can heal and we can overcome difficult thoughts, difficult feelings, difficult behaviors, difficult circumstances, and we can heal and overcome hurt. Michelle is witness to this, and she is living a life of dealing with with overcoming a lot of hurt. Thanks again for tuning in. May may good things continue to happen to you from the couch.